the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Tuesday, September the 1st, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on September 1, 1945, Americans received word of Japan's formal surrender. That ended World War II. It was celebration time in America and around the world. Because of the time difference, it actually happened on September 2nd in Tokyo Bay. They're on the other side of the international dateline, as you know. But anyway, the ceremony happened September 2 in Tokyo, but September 1, today, 1945. The important part is that it happened. Today in 1821, William Becknell, he led a group of traders from Independence, Missouri, towards Santa Fe on what would become known as the Santa Fe Trail. Today in 1836, Protestant missionary Dr. Marcus Whitman, he led a party to Oregon. His wife, Narcissus, uh, or Narcissa, I think, yeah, her name was Narcissa. She was either the first or one of the two or three first white women to travel the Oregon Trail. Today in 1882, the first Labor Day is observed in New York City. The Carpenters and the Joiners Union got together and celebrated labor. Today in 1941, the most, or the first municipally owned parking building in the United States opened in Welch, West Virginia. Today in 1939, World War II began as Nazi Germany invaded Poland. Today, 1985, a U.S.-French expedition, you'll remember this, they located the wreckage of the Titanic on the floor of the Atlantic Ocean, about 400 miles off Newfoundland. And today in 2009, Vermont's law allowing same-sex marriage went into effect. I will say this as long as God gives me breath, same-sex isn't marriage. God created marriage. Marriage is only between one man and one woman. That's not my belief. That's God's word. You can call it marriage. You can call, you know, a horse and buggy a Cadillac, but it isn't. It isn't marriage. And I hope that's not lost on the generations going forward. Today in 2018, at a nearly three-hour memorial service, the late Arizona Republican Senator John McCain is in Washington. McCain's daughter, two former presidents, they led over his dead body. They led a rebuke of President Donald Trump's divisive politics, and they called for a return to civility among the nation's leaders. They couldn't even skip their hatred for Trump when they were supposed to be remembering John McCain. Unfortunately, it's only gotten worse. Even before Donald Trump was inaugurated as President of the United States, Maxine Waters, among others, she's the 
black representative from California, southern one of them, she was calling for his for his impeachment. He hadn't done anything yet. He wasn't even in office. So you can't be impeached as president before you're president. But she was calling for it just to get the troops all whipped up and ready to go. It's never stopped. It's continued. But I think the political fortunes are beginning to change for the radical left. The politicians who smugly sat behind the scenes pulling the strings of these actors out on the streets, whether they're rioting or whether, as Jeb Bush's crew now, has given themselves fully, the crew that oversaw Jeb Bush's campaign when he ran for president unsuccessfully, they now have turned turned all of their efforts and $10 million to defeating Donald Trump in Florida in the election, which is just a matter of days away now, a couple of months. It's amazing. Jeb Bush is putting all of his influence. His people are working feverishly to elect Joe Biden, which is an election really of Kamala Harris in Florida. They think that may make the difference. They feel that they could be the people who save America from Trump. Those are their words, not mine. It's amazing. But I'll tell you, for the first time, Joe Biden came out yesterday and began denouncing the riots that are burning and looting our cities. I think that's significant because they've been mum, as they say, on the issue. Nobody on the left has been talking about these riots. Nobody's been talking about the devastation. Nobody has seemed to care on the left that all of these buildings that burn, these little shops and, and big shops, belong to somebody. Often the person who has the retail store in there doesn't own the building, but they have a lease. That's the way a free market works. That's the way America works. But they haven't had a word to say about it until now. And now they're out there. I mentioned yesterday that Don Lemon on CNN is one of the people who began to sound the alarm. Michael Moore is saying he's that far-left guy that you know who he is. He's telling his comrades in the Democratic Party, you better wake up or you're going to lose this election. That's interesting, isn't it? They say Joe Biden is leading by 10 points. I think some things are starting to change. Not only is the left now, Joe Biden was out there as though he's been championing law and order since he started running for president to save the country some many months ago. But he hasn't. He's been silent. They've all been silent. Because for the most part, I don't know for sure what Joe Biden believes, to be honest with you. I don't. Because he's he's been in public office 50 years or whatever it is, 47 And his views have changed so much, but one thing for sure, his drift has not been toward conservatism. While claiming to be a devout Catholic, the Catholic Church says, no, you're not, Joe, he claims claims to hold some conservative values, but you can't find those conservative values. Maybe he once did, I don't know, but he doesn't now. But all of a sudden, he's come out as though, of course I'm for law and order. He hasn't said a word before. So after months of blaming Trump, there's this growing awareness now that most Americans, they know it isn't Trump. They know better. We're not as 
stupid as those people think we are. I mean, I you know my IQ isn't 400, and neither is yours, but they just they they get this sense of of importance about themselves, this sense of 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 self you know righteousness almost about their beliefs, and they honestly believe that most of us across this country are not smart enough to figure things out. And they proceed on that premise. And they carry on. It, it is like the emperor has no clothes. I mean, they walk naked down the streets, figuratively speaking. And we stand and watch. And there are people that even cheer while they, while they parade their golden robes when they're naked. They don't have any robes. And yet we're afraid to speak up sometimes because there are, in today's America, there are consequences. If you hold strong views... You better watch out if they're not the right views. But things are starting to change. There's this growing awareness that most Americans, they know this is all just smoke and mirrors. It's about them. It's about their ideology. It's about their inability to lead. These cities are burning. A friend of mine posted an article with this verse on it, I'm going to come back to his article. I'll tell you who it is in a minute. But he posted this verse. He's a Christian, very committed Christian, and a well-known guy around the country. He posted this verse from Psalm 57, 6. I was familiar with this verse, but I, I had not thought of it honestly recently. There's a lot of verses in the Bible. But anyway, he's, he quoted in an article, and I'm going to come back. I'm going to quote from it. Psalm 57, 6. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. Very, very interesting, isn't it? Rioters marched on the home of Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler overnight. Last night I read into this morning. They were looting nearby stores, setting furniture. He lives in a he lives in a condo. I guess it's a high-rise or something in a very upscale neighborhood. They were setting furniture on fire in the street so the fire would burn bigger. They got a picnic table from a park or something. They threw it on the fire. They were throwing bundles of newspapers on the fire, according to news reports this morning, just an hour ago. Andy No is a, a Vietnamese guy who does a lot of reporting. He's on Fox News some, and he, he stays around where these riots are happening. I'm not sure where he's from. But he posted this morning, he said, earlier in the night in Portland, Antifa rioters calmly smashed up a random business to protest police and Ted Wheeler. They stole furniture from inside to use as tinder for their fire. Then they set fire to the office's lob- set the office's lobby on fire in the building where the mayor of Portland lives. These people are turning on their own. The people that have applauded them and bowed down got on their knees, really actually got on their knees. Joe Biden did, but others have. All of these guys have on their knees for Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter Foundation isn't even really about black lives. I mean, it isn't. If you look into it, and I have, and I've talked about it on this program, some of you will remember we had a discussion about it here a while back. It's really not. It's it's about particularly the LGBTQ community is all over this thing, and it's particularly focused on transgenderism. 
That's what it's really about. The Black Lives Matter is a great symbol that's put out there, but I'm just quoting what they have on their website. The two women who founded it, black women, say they're trained Marxist. I mean, they don't even try to be, you know, misleading about it. They just say, yeah, we're, we're both trained Marxists. Multiple Chicago street gangs came together yesterday and they formed a pack to shoot Chicago police members if officers draw their weapon on anybody under any circumstances in the public. So if they see a policeman in Chicago draw their weapon, their, like their pistol, their handgun, they have agreed, these several street gangs, and they're running downtown Chicago now. They're going to kill the police before they can hurt someone else. The Chicago Police Department superintendent, the press asked him about it. They said, aren't you concerned about this? And you know what he said? He said, I'm aware there's a sense of lawlessness. Oh, it's like crossing the Pacific Ocean in a boat and you're aware that there's a puddle out there somewhere. I don't know. Last night in Los Angeles, rioters hit the streets again. I talked about that a little bit in Woodland Hills yesterday. They hit the streets again. One guy got so upset, the police were trying to restrain him. He got in his car and drove it right into the lobby of a building, just smashed the whole front of the building. I'm not sure which suburb it was in, but it was somewhere in a suburb. It may have been Woodland Hills again. I don't know. But there's also a story out there this morning. I don't want to you know, take away from your latte, but a barista that works at Starbucks in the Target building in Indianapolis, he posted a TikTok video. That's a social media site that's owned by China, by the way. He, he posted on the video a poisonous concoction that he created specifically for any inf, uh, law enforcement officers that would come into that Starbucks. On the cups, he wrote Blue Lives Matter, written on the side of the cup, then made up this recipe, which includes a bunch of bleach to put into a drink should they come in to buy a drink. And according to the police tribune this morning, they got a hold of a video. The guy actually made a video showing other people how to make these concoctions that could be, probably would be, deadly for police. And on the video, he looks up at the his iPhone or camera, whatever, and he said, all I want for Christmas is more dead cops. His name is Van Grayson Hart, and he gives this step-by-step effort on how to kill police with a latte from Starbucks. My friend Brian Fisher, he's with American Family Association, been there a long time. He's originally from the Northwest. He's the host of Focal Point with Brian Fisher. It's a talk show, on a Christian talk show, conservative, very Christian, on American Family Radio. He wrote this article. He wrote a book as well. It's called The Boy to Man Book, Preparing Your Son for Manhood. It's, it's extremely good. He has a PhD. He's a doctor. It's a very good book. But he published this article, and I included it in what I wrote today that I write on Faith and Freedom Daily. I want to talk to you. So part of what I'm going to be quoting is from his article. Some of, uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to 
make him, you know, responsible for anything I say that he doesn't say. But some of what I'm going to be saying is from his article. Some is are my own words. But I wanted to credit him up front, so you'll know that some of this is from him, and it's very much worth repeating. He published his article: Democrats fall into the pit they dug for Trump. I was going to write what I was going to write and summarize his article or reference it, but I decided just to share it. So let me share it along with some of my own comments. As I quoted earlier, Psalm 57, 6. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. And I think that describes where we are today in America better than I've heard it described by anyone. We're watching this display of Biblical justice, Brian says, right before our eyes. Democrats have fallen into the pit that they've dug for Donald Trump and they can't get out. I'll talk about that for a couple of minutes, but let me just take a moment to encourage you to stand with us financially. Many of you are, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know your names. I'm fully aware of who supports us. We're a growing uh, ministry and a growing radio outreach for sure. And um, yet there's not so many supporters, donors that I can't go over the list. I'll tell you, and I do. I'm very aware from my heart. Thank you. Those of you who are listening, who feel that what we're doing is worthwhile and timely and biblical and would like to help us, or you feel God would have you to help us, please do. We need your help. I need your help. This is not a, a path that was chosen because I thought it would be fun and easy. I knew it would be a lot of work and difficult, and it is. I'm not complaining. I get up every morning excited to get on this microphone and talk to you, whomever is listening, whether they agree with me or not. Uh, I feel God spoke to my heart to do this, and I am doing it and will do it with all my heart, with all my strength, with all my mind, as long as he wants me to do it. I'm simply asking you to stand with me. We live in troubled times. There is no question about that. I draw from my own experiences. I'm not a teenager. I'm over 40 now. Um, <laughs> and um, I was a pastor all of my adult life, or a minister. I've spent time in evangelism in third world countries and one thing or another. But that's where I'm coming from if you're a new listener. So thank you for standing with us. Your contributions are tax deductible. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. You can also contribute online, Faith and Freedom. That's our website, Faith and Freedom, all one word, dot U.S., US. There are other faith and freedoms out there, but we're .us. And when you go to that, first thing that will come up will be the article that I wrote today, whatever day that happens to be, and then you'll see at the top there's a tab you can click to donate online. But thank you so much. We need your help. We need the strength that comes through you standing with us. I got this note from Tucson. We're on in Tucson, Arizona. And those of you who are listening there that support us, thank you so much. Those of you who are listening who don't, please consider it. This note says, Gary, I'm praying that 
God will allow every uninformed believer to hear your program before this upcoming election. Keep up the good work. Also praying for you and your family. I believe that the progressives would sure like to get rid of you. (laughs) Yeah, that's unfortunately true. And I don't get into that on this program, nor will I. But just know that not everybody is shaking our hand and patting our back. We're watching this display of biblical justice, Brian Fisher says. He said Democrats have fallen into the pit that they dug for Donald Trump. So true. He said the waves of mayhem have swept over Democrat-run cities, all of them. President Trump's fault, according to regressives, he calls them regressive. That's a good word, instead of progressives. He said they're starting to return to shore in a tsunami that will sweep Democratic regressives off the political map. Well, that's exactly right. Because today the Democrats have no agenda. Their entire uh, platform message at this DNC that they had just a couple of weeks ago, they were talking about, in fact, they used a phrase, orange mad bad, talking about Trump and that kind of an orange look that he has, and he does. They spent four days demonizing President Trump and blaming him for everything from random violence to bad breath to halitosis. This is their entire campaign strategy to convince the nation that Trump is responsible for everything that plagues America. It doesn't matter what it is, including the chaos in the cities that have been run by Democrats like Jenny Jerkin in Seattle, like Ted Wheeler, like all these guys up and down the coast, and now some in the middle or upper middle west. But that's their entire strategy. It's no longer working. The Democrats have figured out but it's too late. Some of the Democrats, as I mentioned, Don Lemon and others, are are calling on them and saying, hey, you guys, you better start clamping down on these people. But the tiger's out of the cage, so to speak. It isn't working. It's too late for them, I believe, and so does Brian Fisher. The tsunami is returning to shore at a breakneck speed, he says. They are the ones in its path, and they're powerless to stop it. Once this predator, this this rage-fueled and mindless violence has been let out of the cage, there's no way to return it to the cage. It's like feathers out of a pillow. There's no way that they can contain this thing before the election, and they know it. It will continue to feed on its helpless prey until it gorges itself to death. Democrats have cried havoc. <laughs> a line from Shakespeare's Mark Antony. The Democrats have cried havoc and let slip the dogs of war, and now the dogs are feeding on their flesh. It's dawning on some alert Democrats, as I said, that they have badly and disastrously overplayed their hand. They've blamed everything on Trump so long, so maliciously, so emphatically, that all of a sudden people who are going about their business, going to work every day, doing what they do, getting their kids off to school or off to the kitchen table now because there is no school, whatever. And all of a sudden, they've gotten people's attention that really aren't involved or even often informed about what's really going on in America. And there are those folks. And it's beginning to dawn on people, and they're starting to say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't vote for Trump, but what? what is this now? He's responsible for a you know, a hamburger joint closing in the Keys in Florida because he went to Kenosha. I mean, what is this? It's that It's that silly. And he is scheduled to be in Kenosha, Wisconsin today, by the way. 
But it's dawning on people. This wave of violence that they've cheered and enabled got on their knees. I saw a picture of Joe Biden this morning in a news, some news piece. I'm going to look at it after the program today and see what it's about. But there he is on his knees on a street somewhere with his black mask on, bowing down to somebody. I guess it's Black Lives Matter. I don't know. But that's what these people have been doing. And they've enabled them. And now this tsunami is beginning to wash over them. Don Lemon is wringing his hands on CNN. It's toxic. It's mayhem. It's death to the to the to the far left. They're saying, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! No, no, no! We we don't want this. We we want the country to focus on Trump." And suddenly, the country, just us ordinary folks out here, are beginning to say, "You know, I don't think Donald Trump." or anyone else is capable of all this, this is a result of the far-left ideology. He said the rioting has to stop on CNN. He said it's showing up in the polling. Is that why they're getting concerned? Yes, it is, actually. His horror over the violence is not that businesses built with the life savings of ordinary Americans are being destroyed, or innocent people like Blacks like David Dorn are being killed and injured, or senators like Rand Paul are being harassed and accosted on the sidewalk in Washington, D.C. the other night. No, that isn't why they're concerned at all. It's strictly political. Don Lemon said, and he speaks for many, he's a star on CNN. He said, I think this is a blind spot for Democrats. I think Democrats are ignoring this problem and hoping it will go away. It's not going to go away. Referring to Election Day, he went on to admit, he said, the problem is not going to get fixed by then. He said, they're riding the tiger and they can't get off. He admitted. He admitted in the same clip that all the Democrats right now, all they have now is Kenosha and the coronavirus. That's all they have? Is that what they're doing? Yeah, it is. So if you thought they were just looking for, they don't have a policy, really, they don't, except Green New Deal and all of this that are as destructive as their ideology is. If you thought they didn't really have a policy, you're right. They really don't, and they, they're not even pretending to have one. Kadosha's blowing up in their faces now. They thought they had that under control, and they were going to use that as a symbol because the governor's telling President Trump not to come, and I understand he's, he's either there or on his way right now unless something changes. But the coronavirus is going out with a whimper. You're not hearing about it much anymore, are you? Because the riots have taken over. And now the far left is in a panic mode. So Don Lemon is admitting on CNN that Democrats just had two bullets to fire. (laughs) That's figuratively speaking, I guess. And their chambers are now empty. They know they're just shooting blanks. And they know who that's going to help. Politically, that's where we are today. But, you know, there is another dimension that is left out of all of this. And it is that there is a God in heaven who cares. When the people who put their roots down in America crossed the ocean in those wooden boats, set foot at Plymouth Rock and Jamestown and other places, yes, some of them came because they saw the economic opportunities, But I want to tell you the vast majority of them, history proves it. They came for religious freedom. They came 
to worship God. They came to, to know God and to be able to express that. And God has blessed America, and God will bless us now. I'll see you tomorrow.